It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello, and welcome to the Metaphysical Mastery Podcast. This is a mother-daughter podcast with metaphysical musings on different topics. My name is Kate Nelligan. I'm the daughter, and I'm excited to introduce you to my mom, Peggy Nelligan. Go ahead and say hi. Hi, everyone. So I'm a life and career coach, and my mom has been a facilitator, teacher, and board member of the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey for many years. And we're just excited to uh, be sharing today about a topic that I really wanted to talk about, and um, it's timely, I think. It's called healing modalities. And ultimately, my mom and I often get excited and talk about different ways that we can heal um, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, and of course, physically. And I have to um, hand it to you. I'm going to just hand it to you. So I'm going to walk you through just a little bit of what my mom prepared around. um, She does this incredible research uh, around what... um, like the sciences and the facts and all of these different things behind different healing modalities. So part of the impetus for this topic right now is a couple things. One, we think the world is kind of going through its own kind of healing crisis, this time where people are having an awakening often through like physical things that are happening. I've heard of people who've had like accidents or have had to get surgeries or people are experiencing like disease um people are all like having their awakening through dealing with things going on with their bodies their physical bodies and working on having to heal themselves and trust and all these things and clearly we've seen this in the last couple of years as well through you know going through a global virus and um trying to really understand like what is important and how do we help the immune system heal and whatnot But now we're in this place where we have to mentally heal and emotionally heal from what we've all been through. So over the years, um, my mom and I have talked a lot about different techniques. So we're going to talk a little bit about them today, like EFT, um, the Silva Method, one of my favorites, Access access Consciousness. I just recently studied the Emotion Code. So these are just a couple of the topics that we're going to talk about. Um, But my mom had to find what healer is. It's basically, um, I mean, the definition that you get is an unlicensed person who seeks to cure diseases or heal injuries of some kind. But they often use traditional practices, herbal remedies, or the power of suggestion, which that's why it's sometimes called complementary or alternative medicine. Um, So the healer is actually the person who's doing the healing. What we're talking a lot about are the modalities. And so there's a couple of different things that I wanted to mention before we get into those modalities. And one of the things you'll hear when you talk about healing is faith healing or spiritual healing. And that's kind of based on the religious belief that God is the one who's doing the healing. And um, it's often connected with a religion often a Christian religion of some kind. And then there's more of that alternative or complementary healing, and that's what's often called mind-body healing. 
Now, this thought kind of surprised me, Kate. I'm not sure if you if you're aware of it. I've always just thought it was all one field, mind body. But there are mind body strategies, and then um, then there are body mind therapies. And I didn't realize there's a difference between the two. But the mind body actually relies on thought and emotion and mental imaging to positively affect the person, and it uses things like relaxation, hypnosis, biofeedback, meditation, breathwork. But then the body-mind strategies involve body movements, um, and that gets into both the mental or emotional state. Those are things like tai chi and yoga, dance, qigong, things like that. So there's a, there's a difference between them. The effect of all of them, however, is to really enhance the immune function. That's what you want to try to do is heal the person in some way. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I wanted to make sure I shared that with you. And I think ultimately there's a lot of conversation to you around like who or what is actually doing the healing and, mm-hmm. you know, humble approach is to really know that there are greater higher frequencies that can come through us when we're working with healing, especially with our hands. Um, and, you know, to know that it's not like there's not one special gifted person that is doing it because they have some special gift inside of their hands, right? I think there is like those that can access higher consciousness and the some of the healers that I've followed like Rob Worgan or Candace Silvers or, you know, um, even back in the day, John of God, who, you know, clearly don't follow anymore because of everything that's come out there. Um, but, like, we have to use that kind of humble approach that we are connected to higher beings, frequencies, source that we're working with, um, and that really healing is also for the highest good. Because there's ways that healing can also go wrong. Like, you can do too much healing, which I've done recently and have learned from not to do that. Um, doing too many modalities and kind of flooding the system or detoxing the system too quickly. Um, We have to be mindful about the pace in which we heal. We also have to be really mindful about who we work with. Like there, we, it needs to be a good fit for our own system, our own nervous system, someone that can really read us well and know where our threshold is and what we can handle and what we can't. And, you know, sometimes we don't always know that ourselves, but we need like to know that another human can work with us in a way where they can help read what's too much for us. Um, You know, I've, I'm someone that I'm pretty sensitive. So like first time I experienced Beamer, I thought it was the most amazing thing. It's a PEMF machine. I thought it was amazing. And it was, great for me the first time I tried it but then when I rented it and I tried it every day in a row it was way too much and I was you know detoxing and all of us have can detox unless we've already been detoxing you know all of us have things that we probably need to detox so it was just too much right and so I was exhausted and I um it wasn't it didn't feel good it wasn't something that was supportive to me so I had to change the frequency or change how many times I did it so we really do kind of learn our bodies when we work with you know different healers and we have to really be using discernment too of like what modalities work for us when and we can evolve with different modalities and like what kind of healers work for us when so um, I have good stories and I have bad stories. <laughs> but anyway, if you want to say anything on that, Mom, in terms of like, you know, it's it, like the, the spiritual world and the religious world with healing are interesting, you know, and there's this, I'm not interested in getting into right or wrong about who's doing the healing, right? But I think right, we have to stay right. humble and we have to get our ego out of the way when we do healing. Right. 
For sure. Yeah. And I think that's, for me, you know, one of my perspectives on this whole thing is that we are um, the healers in a sense. We, there, is, there are higher energies, absolutely, that work with us, whether you call them angelic energies. And, you know, and I often call on Archangel Raphael, who is known as the healer archangel, um, when I want some support for something that I'm working on, either for myself or for somebody else. But I also know that the divine, because we are all, we're, we're not only human beings, we're divine beings, and that divine energy also flows through us. So we are capable of doing healing for ourselves and others, whether, whether you call it mind, emotional, you know, physical, we're capable of that. But the work with others, I think, is critical that we keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's a couple of things like, A, I think training is really important. B, there's a whole ethics piece to healing, right, and being in integrity and, um, you know, clean containers and all of these things, understanding trauma. There's a lot of different pieces to it. And some people are more naturally gifted as healers than others. I see it with the horses. You know, some of the horses I work with are just so talented in their ability to heal. They haven't been through any formal training, right? They're just using right. horse energy. Um, and some are more like teachers or kind of, you know, um, they're, they're more in a different type of role than a healer. They're more like a teacher role. So I see that too with humans, that some people are just more acclimated to having, you know, the ability to have different energies run through them or run with them, Mm -hmm. or they're intuitively able to like scan bodies and see where there may be pain or constriction, like that cold medical intuitive thing. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's interesting because I think it's obviously there's that quote in the Bible like with Jesus being the like the biggest healer that we could probably all agree on. It you know is that like th- what I can do you can do this too plus more, right? And I'm obviously mm-hmm. not quoting that directly. Mm-hmm. Um but it's like we do have the capacities and the abilities. It's just for me it became like an intention to to connect with those abilities and to turn them on. Then it became an intention to learn more and to stay humble. And then it became an intention to practice and to share. And so it just kind of evolved with me. And like for a long time, I had such a hard time even calling myself the word healer. And I work with a lot of women mm-hmm. that do too, because we have like that kind of witch wound, you know, or that whole like, you know, who am I and, and, you know, to be a healer. But I think it's really powerful when we can claim it because a healer can be someone that knows what herbs to prescribe, right? Like, or mm-hmm. what nutritional supplements that you need. It doesn't necessarily mean it's someone that's, you know, touching your body and you're, you're healed, right? Like those are right. Right. Different, they're all different. So anyways, how do, how did we, how yeah. do you kind of start to think about the healing modalities as like a category? Say it again. How do I think of the healing? How do you modality? think of the healing modalities like as a category? Like, how do you start to seg- segment them? I mean, I think of them as like some that are more mental, some that are more physical. But yeah, I I was actually thinking of that as I was going through, and what I what it seemed to be, they fall into the categories of kind of like healing modalities that you work with a practitioner on. So, for example, you go to somebody for acupuncture or Reiki. Um, you go to a practitioner, somebody that's been trained in that healing, or there might be uh, the, the modalities or techniques that you use um, when you're using some kind of electronic, not doesn't have to be electronic, but some kind of equipment in some way that you go. And that's why when you were mentioning uh, some of the others before, 
um, like the Beamer, that's definitely one, or, or the Healy program, the Harmonic Egg you go to. They all use some type of a, a technology that you go to to get the healing. And then there's the kind of healing techniques you do on your own. Um, once you've learned it, like, like you mentioned, the EFT, emotional freedom technique, um, or the Sedona method. Um, and I've taken one called the Silva, but you, other people may also, the Silva method, or you just did the emotion code. You learn those, but then you do them on your own. You don't need to go to another practitioner necessarily to do that. And then there are simple things where you don't even really have to go to learn whatever it is, maybe like using the pendulum or yoga or breath work. Those are things, yes, you might have to learn the yoga poses and learn to, how to do the breath work, but you do that on your own. So that's kind of the way I was breaking it down, um, you know, whether yeah. you do it with a practitioner or equipment or on your own type of thing. Yeah, I love that. And for me, I've just always found that it's fun to try things and, like, try it on, see if it fits for you, see if there's a result, see if you can feel it, see if you see a difference in your life and if you enjoy it, right, if it brings you joy. Like, I think it's really important to try things before we immediately, you know, cross them, like, like think it's hogwash or think it's not going to work because, I remember Wayne Dyer once said as like a joke and he, he had it on a, like a CD. I think he said, you know, Hey, if there's a crystal bed and you think it's crazy to use a crystal bed, but if that crystal bed is curing you of your hemorrhoids, you're going to buy the crystal bed. (laughs) So he's like, who cares what it is? Who cares sometimes even how it works? Is it working? Right. So, um, I find it interesting because, like, you had vertigo about a week or so ago, and you Mm -hmm. were like, what do I do? And so we first went through, (laughs) okay, what's the physical, right? Let's look at essential oils. Let's look at, you know, so we, like, talked about some peppermint. We talked about some frankincense. We talked about, okay, what are you doing for water and electrolytes and the basics, right, the basic pieces that, like, naturally feed and heal our body, and then we went to the psychology or the, you know, the men, the emotional, like, could you gestalt, you know, with feeling this way? Could you talk to it and see what information it had for you? And then we went to EFT, that's self-healing. So yeah. you and I have both played with EFT a bit, and it is something you want to mm-hmm. learn from someone. Um, right. But even the tapping solution and watching the documentary or reading the book can get you started or the tapping summit. And it's really, you can't really mess up EFT from, unless you like really overdo it. Um, but I found a kiss can be so powerful, but a lot of people don't know like how to run the script. So sometimes they need to like mm-hmm. see the scripts or buy the scripts or have them so they can read what they need to say and then have the tapping points printed so they can follow it around. But it's a good thing you can follow on video, which is why I, I mean, I'll never forget the first time I watched the tapping summit and like, or the, the tapping solution, the DVD, and then he had one on, like, fear of snakes, right? Not that I felt like I needed to heal myself of fear of snakes, but I was like, oh. And then, like, a week later, I was in New Orleans, and there was this big boa constrictor, and it was just at this party, and I was like, oh, yeah, sure, put the snake on my neck. And everyone was like, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> guess I totally am okay with snakes now. <laughs> like, I had forgotten that, you know, that was something I had to clear. So, you yeah. know, so tell me a little about your experience with EFT or even just the background in EFT and like, you know, we've both seen it through the Hay House, you know, through Hay House, they've, they've done a good job of promoting EFT. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's another one that's been around for like whatever 
20 some odd years. Um, and and it, it's easy to learn. That's why I think people like it so well, because you're just basically touching points. They're like acupressure points is what they boil down to um, on your face. And it starts with that. And then you go through it and just repeat um, phrases. You start with how you feel in the beginning. And then by the time you go through the phrases of acknowledging how much this pain is or how deep it is or how, whatever it is that you're dealing with, and then each time you go through it, it becomes less and less until at the end when you decide, you tap again to find out what level you're at now. And hopefully it has removed itself to a very low level. And that's why I think that's so successful because you can, you can feel it you know, in your body. You can feel how it can change. And that's why I like EFT for that. I've known as emotional freedom technique or tapping, and it is a really – it's a head, head points and collarbone and um, – you know, there's certain under points the that you can, yeah, under the arm you follow. And, yeah, you say, like, you. what I love about EFT when I first learned it was, like, it allows you to voice what it is that's really bothering you, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it's, like, a headache, which I I used to use it if I had a migraine, I would, I would like, I'll never forget. I was going to my birthday party and a friend was driving, and I had a migraine at, like, a level eight or nine. And I couldn't cancel because it started like kind of after I got in the car and I was going to meet a bunch of people. So I literally just did EFT until like 10 minutes and my migraine was gone and I was able to enjoy my birthday party. So it was, um, it's something that, you know, you got, you trained a little bit with Margaret Lynch, I believe, um, with her seminar. Um, but she, she had a great, she has a thing called tapping through the chakras um, I like Nick and Jessica Ortner for teaching EFT, and there's yeah, other. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, and a friend of mine, Kathy Kirsten, does the EFT with the astrology, and there are specific, uh, depending on your astrology sign, she connects it with that and really makes it very powerful for you as a, on a personal level. You know how it goes, so I, I like that as well. The yeah. other one that I really really want to mention, I didn't know if you were going to bring it up, is the Silva method. And I, I just, I have found, I personally was trained in it, and there were four levels, and I went through and I got them all. And the one I use for my headache is because you program yourself when you're taking the course. You program yourself. And so as soon as I get a headache, you acknowledge what is. I have a headache. And then you say, I don't want this headache. And then the headache is gone. And I usually connect it with, I, I am willing to have this headache be going. You say I am willing a lot, and I like that. Because it really, it's so difficult sometimes to say the headache is gone. Yeah, I still feel it. You know, it's like you don't want to say it's gone. But the reality is you are programming yourself based on a pre-program that when you have a headache, you can get rid of it. So that's why I like it. And the thing about Silva, um, I mean, Jose Silva has uh, since passed, but um, Vishan in the Mind Valley group, has worked with his daughter. It's a fascinating story. If you ever want to look up the story of the Silva method, um, it's it's really fascinating. But Vishan in Mind Valley works with his daughter to take, um, I'm going to say control, but priority of using it. And it's now called um, the Ultra uh, Silva Ultra Mind System. For a while, when when Jose Silva, um, he, it was called Silva Mind Control. And a lot of people got very bent out of shape about it. You know, control people are controlling our minds. You're really the one that's controlling your own mind. And then so they changed it to Silva Method. So now that uh, Mind Valley has it, it's, it's called Silva Ultra Mind System. 
and it works. That's the thing that's amazing. And it works in every area, not just healing, but in every area of life that you want to shift in some way. Um, relationships, abundance, um, you know, your job, career, whatever. And I, I just find it fascinating to to go and, and read about it and find out. But, because he has impacted thousands of people. And the stories show how it's changed how it's changed their lives. So. Yeah, and it's using alpha and theta levels of brain waves, and it's really like a relaxation and meditation type program, right? Yeah, that's that's a good part of it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of visualization. You you really use again, you know, I, I, the way I was brought up is that the imagination was like for children, you know, it's not real. And the reality is that's so far from the truth. If only we would recognize it is our imagination that is what's causing our reality to exist. And if we can use it, uh, we'd be better off instead of just denying it. So, yeah, it uses it uses the alpha level predominantly, but it also goes down into theta as well. Um, but it uses the visualization that goes with it tremendous amount. There is different. One of the only ones I don't think I've done, I have the Sedona Method CD. Again, like I like how a lot of these modalities are like they need a documentary. Like even in the horse world, Masterson Method, which is the bodywork modality for horses, healing modality for horses, like he made a Beyond Horse Massage like DVD. And I love how, you know, I love how there's unique healing modalities for dogs and cats and horses as well. Mm. Like, you know, and um, you can benefit from running them on, on animals too. Like you'll feel the like hypnotic trans like states of Masterson method. If you really tune in to like what's actually happening, it's really cool. Um, and same like, you know, obviously Reiki can be used for both animals and humans and um you know i think tea touch is a big one in the animal world but what is the sedona method like it's been a while since i've really looked at that yeah the thing about the sedona method i've never been trained in it but i know that it basically uses five approaches what you're doing is you're releasing the emotions that are trapped in the body and so um, there are five ways that you do that and again, it's the first one is you let go of the unwanted feeling that you have. And like when I say with, um, you know, this over, you know, or the, um, you know, I have a headache. You want to get rid of it. So you acknowledge the first way is let go of the unwanted feeling. The second is to welcome the feeling. Allow the emotion just to be instead of holding on to it. The third way is to really go into what is at the core of this emotion. And the fourth way is to dissolve the, we carry these opposing, I should, I shouldn't. You know, that type of thing. That, that And so to acknowledge that the two of them are going on. We often, in USM, we call it competing intentions. And the fifth way is by seeing through the feeling to the awareness that is really right behind it. And that's kind of what the Sedona method uses. It's so powerful um, because you can go to any time, any place, and it improves any area of your life. Um, that's basically what, what you're trying to do is release what's holding you back. And this helps you to bring bring it to this to the surface and then to heal it as a result yeah because my experience is that like dis-ease as louise hay would talk about like it's often these like resistance to feeling our feelings or stuck you know like belief systems that are kind of trapped emotions that are trapped because we're not really acknowledging i like matt Kahn's work love what arises and you know i think there's a lot sometimes with these emotions that, 
you know, I mean, if you loop anger quite a bit, you're going to impact your liver and kidneys and mm-hmm. other potential body parts. But it's like, um, you know, you can also, you know, change your heart rate and whatnot. But ultimately, I feel like, you know, a lot of what this is is just like the other night I was angry about something and I just was like, I really see you angry, anger. Like, I really, it's okay. Like, I hear you. You're angry. You're okay. It's okay to be angry. And like within seconds. I went from like an eight to like a two, just acknowledging it, right? Mm-hmm. And I like your point that you brought up my whole willing thing because I use it a lot with clients. I always say like, you know, it's affirmations are a mixed bag for me where it's like, I am wealthy and you're like not feeling it in the moment and you're not seeing it in the bank account. <laughs> and so it's like, but for you to say like, I am willing to be wealthy, like that's true, right? So I think mm-hmm. the acknowledgement of truth is like such a powerful healing modality on its own, right? Just gratitude is a healing modality. Acknowledgement is a healing modality. Truth is a healing modality. And so is forgiveness, right? Like God's cosmic button to like have compassion and self-forgiveness. Like a lot of these things alone, you know, they're simple. Like healing is more simple than just like, yeah, you got to go become a Reiki master. Like I don't even agree with that anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. I just think a lot of healing is like USM had the best definition of healing that I've ever heard in my life, which is healing is the application of loving to the places inside that hurt, right? Healing is the application of loving to the places inside that hurt. So um, what would you say has been your favorite healing modality so far before we jump into a couple other ones? Well, for me, you know, I, I use the, um, the pendulum for so many different things. For me, that just works. It's a very simple tool. You know, I, I was trained in how to do it, you know, in the sense that I took a couple of good workshops and people show it. And the thing is we all have that ability to be able to just, and it doesn't have to be, you know, an expensive crystal pendulum. It can be anything that swings on a string. And so you use that and you, you program it to begin with. This is my yes, this is my no. And from then on, you ask so I do a clearing that I was taught by Jean Hayner, um, who has written the books Wisdom of Your Face and about the Nine Star Key, um, Your Inner Design. So, you know, she program and how to use the pendulum to clear not only yourself, but to clear another person or to clear space. If the space you're in is not exactly comfortable for you, you can use, yeah, feng shui. This is almost like a form of feng shui, but it's done through the pendulum. And so you clear the negative energy out. So I've used that a number of times. I I happen to like that particular style a lot because it works for me. Yeah, and you were trained. Yeah, it'd have to do something that works, as you said before. If it works, it's good. Yeah, so like you also went and got trained in the container of how to use that, right? Like you set an intention, you ask questions, you bring the pendulum out, you create like a sacred space for it. And you know what to run, right, on the different elements. Like, is your metal right. off balance, your earth off balance? And, like, right. it's been amazing because I can tell immediately when you've done a clearing for me or, like, one of my animals as well. Like, I'll see them shift. And mm-hmm. how long would you take you to do the pendulum? Honestly, to do a full clearing, it takes about 20 minutes. It's not very yeah. long. I mean, it might be 25, depending. But um, generally, it's, it's about 20 minutes. To do it but yeah there are five basic elements you know the Chinese right. talk about five elements and that's what you're clearing each one of them and then of course the other one is always to clear 
um, disturbing effects of others. And we all have effects from other people, things, anything, you know, whether they're bacterial or, you know, alien or, you know, just the people in the next room. You know, we, we feel we're, pick, we're picking things up all the time from our environment. Well, it's just and energetic. So it's just yeah. energy. It's what we're picking up. Yep. Like, we don't even need to claim what it is, but, it, like, That's it's right. just this so, and especially empaths are highly sensitive. They're going to be absorbing. We did a whole on intuition and like, and empaths and like, that's a, <laughs> it's a whole thing, you know, that like I realized recently, I was like, my guides were like, you need to do something more significant to clear yourself weekly. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Right. And even mm-hmm. to the point where like, I need a better transition between, cause I go between 5d and 3d all the time because I have like this incredible peaceful experience at the ranch and then I have like to get in a car with a bunch of angry toxic you know masculine energy where I live and have to navigate that world so it's you know it's a balancing act but we you know we have yeah, the clearings are awesome but it's also not just clearing it's like it's a balancing I feel like the pendulum is a balancer yeah, yeah. because when, after I do the clearing I, I the way I I don't know if I added this in or if I learned it but when you when you remove something, we create a void. And the universe doesn't like a void. So I always add in, as soon as I've done a clearing and removed any of the negative uh, aspects, I will always add in harmony, balance, and alignment. So I'm sure that all five elements are balanced and aligned. So that's really what the the system is all about, is bringing you into balance again. I love that. Yeah, I I, Mm -hmm. it's funny because in my training for my certification um, in equine experiential education there. I don't know how, but like they invited me to do some sort of hearing, healing or clearing thing there. I was a student, but they, I, and I did it and I said, just make sure, you know, like call in what you want, like fill it up with something that you want. And, you know, one of the teachers said the next day, she goes, you weren't joking when you said to fill it up with something that you want. I was like, oh, did you forget? You know, because it's true. I think it is important that, you know, it's not just like, okay, great. We cleaned the slate. It's like, you know, <laughs> for what, right? And like we're containers in many ways as, as vessels, as, you know, as being energies. So we have to fill up with what we want. That leads me into access consciousness, which I know you've studied a little bit, but I've kind of mm-hmm. gone nowhere near as deep as some of my friends. Um, it's like incredible how many layers you can do in access. But I did the first layer, which is learning bars. And it's different bars on your head that you can touch and activate. And like there's an implant bar and there's like a money bar and there's all these different things on the head that they've found mapped to different um, like life pieces. And it's, been, it's really peaceful. It's really cool. It's almost like you're reprogramming your mind and your brain. And so it's really been neat, but I don't do that as much anymore. But what I really do use is access consciousness got really brilliant at creating activated statements, right? And because they use them so much and so many thousands of practitioners use them, they're what I like to just say, like activated, meaning that they're, it's not just like, you know, if I just said the word bridge, okay, well, that has different meanings. Like, and is it, you know, like, what is it? How is that activated, Right. But for instance, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. The whole, I can never say right, whole Pono prayer, the Hawaiian mm-hmm. forgiveness prayer is an activated statement. And so it has an energy line to it that can really transmute energies. So access consciousness has clearing statements. They call it Podpox. And they downloaded essentially information on how to do clearing. 
And these statements work. And I know they work because I either yawn or I burp or I cough. Um, I feel (laughs) sensations moving in my body whenever I run them. And I run them for animals and humans. And I run them, you know, in almost all of my client sessions, especially when clients are open to them. And it's really like that's, I think, kind of like my what differentiates me as a coach because I am doing healing modalities at the end of every call and now I bring in emotion code which we'll talk about in a minute um but I just feel like it's it's one thing to be like okay so I had this issue with you know we'll just say my mom it's like I had an issue with my mom right okay you know this is the challenge and that but then it's nice that you can talk about that and you can talk about that and talk therapy with a life coach but like is the energy moving by you talking about it? Mm, not necessarily, right? Having someone reflect right. something back to bring awareness to it, maybe it changes a little bit. But if you really want to change it, you've got to go to the root. You can't just pull a weed up by the top of the weed. You have to literally go down to the very roots, and you have to pull it up completely so it's gone. And that is what they mm-hmm. do, point of construction, point of creation. With access consciousness is what they do. They go to the actual time and when it was seeded, in the entire universal landscape of, of your life with this specific issue and you uncreate and destroy it. Right. And it like the language at first, it was like, this is so bizarre, but it's one of those like, Oh my God, this is so weird, but it works like drinking water works for the body. You know, like it does work <laughs> yeah. as you need yeah. it to survive. And I couldn't go like through my life without access consciousness, to be honest. And then it goes on and on from there. And there's other things to learn like SE and different modalities and people can look that up and, you know, go um, learn. But it has been super helpful because a lot of what access does, as you know, is what? What is the main thing access does that you know about? For, you mean just clearing? You mean is that what you're talking about? Well, it asks reducing questions. reducing right. the threat. No, it yeah. asks, access asks questions. So, like, how could it get better than this? Is one of the questions oh, they would right. right. So, if you have a problem yeah. going on in life, how does it get better than this? Right? Or what else is possible? Or how can being me change the world? Right? Or what about this is actually good? What about this is right? What about this is helping, right? So, like, those questions, because the universe doesn't like a vacuum, to your point before, you have to answer. So even if you don't get the answer immediately, you will get the answer eventually. And so it's trusting and waiting and knowing that when you ask, well, how does it get better than this? Even if you ask another person that, they're like, uh, 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 and then they come up with an answer, and they're in a solution mindset, not a problem mindset. Right. Right. And I think that's the difference is that so often we ask the question, oh, my God, you know, we don't say how can it get better than how can it get worse than this? What else is going to happen to me? We're always looking at the negative aspect. And if you want to change it, you're right. You've got to be looking at the positive aspect to see how it can be changed. Then you can come up with a solution. You're right. You can't come up with a solution. (laughs) How can it get worse than this? Oh, we're just that's based on a fear response. Whereas if you're asking how can it get better than this is really a solution response. Yeah. Yeah, and they really they just have come up with so many tools similar to where you and I both got our masters, University of Santa Monica, which is 26 communication skills and eight counseling strategies, which in my opinion are all just healing modalities and healing tools. You know, access is similar with their tips and their tools 
And I didn't realize you did some research. I guess they've had 23,000 practitioners worldwide. You know, Gary and Dean have been doing it since 1995 and were chiropractors and really figured out there was a different way of, you know, healing. And they do hands-on healing work as well. So it kind of evolves. But I do the basic foundational stuff because it just works. And I love it. Mm -hmm. And so um, they have an awesome book called Talk to the Animals with some of their other healing modalities. And it's some of this stuff is really out there. Like it really is, but it works. So it's like, you know, I just think that one guy is like buy the crystal bed, right? Like, yeah, exactly. If it works. Yeah. No, I think these are all really good ideas. And they, I think, you know, we've mentioned this before, not everything works for everybody. And so you find what works for you. And and the bottom line is it works, whatever works. And if it doesn't work for you, try something else. You know, it, there's not a one-size-fits-all because we're so different as humans. We really are. We're very, very different. Well, and also you don't need to, you know, necessarily learn all these things. You can go to a practitioner that has, you know, studied or trained with different things as well. Like and the more mm-hmm. I've gone Akashic Records practitioner, the more I'm able to read the records myself, right? But a lot of my clients, mm. they are getting the healing and they they don't have any interest or time to go learn or take access consciousness classes, but they're so great that Kate is clearing for them on their calls, right? <laughs> they like, benefit they from it. So yeah. it's, it's different. Well, why don't you share briefly about emotion code? You may have been one of the first to tell I me about emotion that. code. No, I know. you're the one. Who, yeah. I've I've been trained in it, but you have yeah. you have you may have like mentioned it to me early on about Dr. Brad Nelson, or I know I learned about it first. I experienced it in Sedona at the Illuminate Film Festival, which is an amazing film festival to check out of conscious films. Mm-hmm. And um, the practitioner told me about heart walls, and that most you know I think it's something like eighty percent of humans have heart walls, and it's only like ten percent or so of animals that do. But it prevents you from really allowing in, like, really awesome, good, yummy things to your life because you've guarded from them. And it's because at some point we had a combination of emotions we usually locked in because essentially we loop emotion as energy in motion. And we loop it and it completes the loop or it doesn't complete the loop or it overloops. And so if it overloops or it doesn't complete the loop, it gets trapped. So all it is is muscle testing or kinesiology around their what they've found to be the major emotions that people can trap that are connected to different physical body parts. And you use this chart and you find out where it is. It's kind of like fun detective work. And then you ask some different questions if it's that person's or if it's someone else's. Do we need to know where it came from or when it came from and all of these different things. And then you use your hand as a magnet on yourself or on the person or the animal to actually clear it. And you can do surrogate with it as well, um, which essentially means that you take on the person's issue temporarily to know or you take on their energy and surrogate and clear it that way. But I just – and now he's developed body code which I want to learn too, but it's just, you know, there's books and CDs and all that out there, but I really have found like Dr. Bradley Nelson to be just like, again, very humble, very much wanting to help, you know, him and his wife discovered this heart wall through a dream that she had. And like, it's just been the, you know, like they've had so much beautiful success with animals and humans, like removing trapped emotions. And I've been finding like, it clears so easily and so fast. And I'm like, is it really working? Like, can this actually ha- actually be true? Like, can this work? Yeah. 
And it does, but I use it in combination with access consciousness because I'm like, well, you might as well put duct tape on it twice, right? Like make it super secure. <laughs> so I do that. I run both of them because I feel like, you know, then I know, like I, I just like having, but I like emotion code for being the detective of actually knowing like what specifically it might be. And mm. you can clear like eight emotions in like 15, 20 minutes. And, you know, someone can be good. And people have these stories of like, they're at a level eight neck pain and they do this and, it drops to a level yeah. two, um, you know, yeah. and it's had it yeah. for 20 years because it got trapped from one thing that happened to them in, like, high school, right, where they had shame or whatever it might be. And even people with heart walls, like, going from having them to being in relationships, like, it's some cool stuff, right? So I think I think in all of these, Katie, you know, what has impressed me is when you do a little bit of research and you read or you watch the videos about them, you realize the stories. These are not people. These aren't actors and actresses making up stories. These are real live people that have had these experiences. And it's very hard to to deny that when you can actually hear it and see it. You know, this is the effect of this. So that's why I think, you know, all of these different healing modalities are just fabulous, you know, depending on whatever you used or, or haven't used. They work. <laughs> Well, they do. And what I think is so interesting in your research, and I'm, I, I'm literally just noticing this, like a bunch of these were developed in the 1990s. Yes. Like, yep. So what was the a turning point? Oh. Well, you know, when you think about eight, 1987 was the harmonic convergence. And that was that was an, a very powerful time. Okay, what the um, heck is the harmonic convergence? Oh, well, <laughs> that's another whole thing. I mean, you get into the whole idea of we need a um, podcast our solar system. Yeah, exactly. I know. Oh, yeah. they, um, there's a lot of imp- But that opened up a big portal. I mean, you, know, you always hear, right now we're going, there's a portal that's opened up. There's a lot of portals that, you know, we people are not necessarily aware of because we're here on the planet and we think we're, you know, this dense physical body. But when you really realize we are much more than just our physical bodies. And I think when people are open to that, you start to read things and look up things. And that's when you realize there there have been some major important times that have occurred within yeah. the past 50 year period. And, and that was a big one in 1987. So I think 1990 did in the 90s, that opened up a real possibility for a lot of people to be inspired to create these new healing modalities something yeah i mean i was just listening to nirvana and like green day back then i wasn't listening to the harmonic versions <laughs> of downloaded healing modalities but i would like them now i'm like what other yeah. healing modalities download now and and i say download just for listeners like it's like often these people do get this in meditation or they get this when they're doing something else like their own right. version they're doing chiropractic or doing reiki and then they're like oh wait there's this whole new thing coming in right and there's a specific reason why we're not going into much on reiki in the hall um you can ask me privately but um but yeah i'd say like the last bit for us to really talk about before we wrap are these machines which i also think could be really interesting because i think we're going to see more with machines more i I love the self-healing modalities because it's so empowering i don't necessarily love the whole you have to go to a healing practitioner to like be healed anymore like i just have a hard time with that myself um also because their egos are always going to be there whether you know no matter what it's different with animals when you go to healing from animals but humans is a little different um so i love like 
breath work because you can do it on your own or you can follow along, right? Yeah. Right. I love like, you know, some of the group stuff, like group meditation or group, you know, group yoga, because then you have like community plus healing and then, you know, or like the self healing. We all need those tips. So you can just, I mean, I'm bringing access anytime I start to freak out, you know, like mm-hmm. I bring in hope anytime I start to get, you know, um, I also have anxiety. Like I just bring it right in. So the self healing stuff, but the, let's talk about the machines. Cause I think that we will end up having more, with the whole advent of robotics and artificial intelligence and all of what's coming or here now or, still, you know, on its way, there are machines. So what do you think is going to potentially happen in that space? And what have you played with? Because I have played with the Beamer and the harmonic yeah, egg. And yeah, exactly. And You've done a lot more than I have. With the Healy, so I'm excited about that. So where, what have you, mm-hmm. you've played a little bit with the M-Wave, right, for heart math and measuring uh, things there. I studied about it. I haven't, I haven't really used it, but I did, yeah, I studied about it. And I did do the harmonic egg one, you, you know, who do it you know, once a month or whatever, basically. Um, and I know somebody who did, did you do the hyperbaric chamber? I know somebody who did, um, that made a big difference I've for them. Been- hyperbaric chambers in vet medicine and I have I obviously love I love infrared saunas I love um you know the float tanks I've done those like I've tried all these different things I have not done cryotherapy I know you know your son has mm-hmm. and right <laughs> I would want to try that at some point um but yeah I I just personally like I personally love the harmonic egg. I think it's one of the reasons I was supposed to move out here to Colorado is to find that and discover that. It's been incredibly amazing. And um, I encourage people to look it up. They're all over, but the founder is here in Colorado. So there's a lot of them, but it is kind of like entering a spaceship that it seems like an egg and having some intergalactic healing, but she would describe it, you know, it's a sound and light chamber and, um, you're really receiving healing through those two main modalities, but the the healing mm-hmm. tract and the sound is super powerful. Um, and sound baths are something else I love to play with. Like I've played with almost anything. I made a list one day and I think I had like over like a hundred healing modalities that I've tried and I'm like, Oh my Lord. Yeah. I think we'll have to add them all in. To be able, hold on a second. I think I just had to try them all to like be able to claim that I was a healer. Like, and I think that's sometimes <laughs> what people do. Sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I think we'll have to add that all into our handout uh, to make available if people want it because uh yeah, there, there are so many, and, and uh, I didn't even write them all down. So, yeah, I think we can add them in if people want to get access to it. Hopefully, it's going to be up on the Metaphysical Center and going to the board meeting tonight. So, hopefully, I'll be able to get them updated their website, and uh, we'll be able to get this information on there for you, especially a replay of this and other, um, you know, Divas That Care podcasts that we've done. Yeah, so the other couples to check out are the Beamer, B-E-M-E-R, the Healy, A-T-L-Y. I have friends with both of the devices, so I've been able to play with them. Um, Beamer is really about blood flow in many ways and, like, really bringing a whole thing down to, like, a couple words there. And Healy is about um, microcurrencies and frequencies, and um, so I'm, you know, not going in deep into either of them in the time we have left. Yeah. But, they, exactly. 
they do really help people physically um, in addition to, you know, I just find a lot of like the healing modalities at its, at its base or its foundation is health and stress reduction to really just help people reset their nervous system so they can actually come back into parasympathetic and in parasympathetic, that's actually really where we heal, right? Rest and digest is where we heal. We will never heal and fight, flight, or freeze. Like that is not the space of healing. So any final comments or things that you really want to mention or cover? Hey, I think you did a great job <laughs> covering the music. Well, we really, we've talked about a lot of information when you get into it. The, the only one thing I, that I had mentioned the thing was the idea, because a lot of people talk about the placebo effect and what what that happens what, as a result of that. Um, and there's been so many studies that have been done on that, that, you know, we're not going to go into that at all. But I do think um, whatever you are telling yourself, whether you want to call it a, you know, a, a intention you're setting but that or your visualization that you're doing whatever the belief is that you hold is going to have an impact on whatever it is so as you say you know if Wayne Dwyer said hey if the bed works crystal bed go get a crystal bed if if you believe that something is going to work that is a lot of what helps in the healing and I think people have to come to that point of acknowledging they are responsible for a lot of their own healing because of that yeah, and also give things a chance. Like, things can change. Like, my first experience, you know, with a Beamer was amazing, and then it changed, you know, and same with Reiki and some other things. Like, and so I, you know, there's different modalities at different times for us in our bodies and based on where right. we're at, you know, and we just have to, like, be in tune to that. And the other thing I just want to mention, because we didn't talk too much about it, is just the practitioners. Like, first and foremost, there's a lot of, you know, in alternative medicine, which is really what we've been talking about, people, you know, the chiropractors are, they have to do a ton of training and continuing education and license and all that and, same, you know, acupuncture and whatnot. And if you find really good people that are practitioners, like, please, 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 like, stay with them, treat them well, um, you know, and always check in and make sure that they're still for your highest good. And, and if they are and you're getting great results from them, like, you know, share about them, yeah. refer to yeah. them because that's how their business grows and that is how they're successful and honestly like you know they're the ones that are going to spend an hour or more with you right or 45 minutes or more with you and certainly we know when we go into regular med medicine that that doesn't yeah. happen um that right. is a you know treatment it's not necessarily a healing and so you know treat your healers well <laughs> and yeah. um refer to them and appreciate them and know that you know they're they're doing everything they can to to help alleviate pain and suffering in this world, and that's a huge gift and huge service. So I'm shout out all the shout out to all the practitioners in the world that are doing some great work. So great, that's good point, Kate. Very good point. Well, thanks so much, Mom. Appreciate you being here, and you know it's so interesting to know like when the stuff originated and like some of the like specific terminology with some of it too, and mm-hmm. also knowing. What gravitated to versus me and whatnot so i'm glad we got to cover this hopefully someone is listening and like hey i'm going to check out this right or i'm going to check out that because what they heard and maybe maybe we're putting you on a new path to being able to you know dive into something that really supports you and your family and your your friends so um feel free to share if you've tried something new because of this podcast feel free to leave a comment on it and please share this 
Um, we really want to, you know, bring these modalities to people because education is important and there's a lot out there besides just popping a pill. So light to everyone. Any final comments? Nope. Sounds great. Thanks All everybody right. so much for listening. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.